All right, so we're reading from Psalm chapter 1. I'll give you a moment to find it if you'd like to find it in your Bibles. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of wicked leads to destruction. G'day, everybody. Uh, My name is Scott. I'm the pastor here at Trinity Church, Pracker. Really glad to be with you today. Uh, Happy holidays to your kids. Really glad to have you guys along in with us for the next few couple of weeks. Um, And parents, just a note. Don't worry about your kids being loud. If, we're, if, if we don't have any noise in here over the next few weeks, it means we're a dying church because our kids are uh, non-existent. So let's, 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 um, let's start for the day. Let me, let me start by asking you this question. <clears throat> what, makes life, uh, what makes life blessed? I uh, was thinking about this this week, and so I went to the source of all wisdom, which is the internet, and I went to Instagram. Not that I have an Instagram account, but my wife does, so I used her account. <clears throat> and here are some posts that were tagged with hashtag blessed. You ready for these? Hashtag blessed was getting a hot new car. You agree, right? No? Uh, hashtag blessed was being outdoors. And our outdoors in Canada. That's pretty nice, being outdoors in Canada there. Um, blessed was the joy that pets bring. Blessed was having a birthday. This is this next one I could really get on board with. Blessed was good food. Tiramisu pudding. Am I right? Yeah. This one took the cake for me though, pun intended. Um, this the account that showed this was uh, called something like real estate agents in Hawaii. And they thought having that job was blessed, being a real estate agent in Hawaii, because you get to go to houses like this all the time. What do you think? What makes life blessed? Is it getting the dream job? Having lots of money or lots of success? Is it being admired by others? Or maybe for you it's something more simple. The the, the blessed life is just being at ease and being comfortable, having enough, the simple family life. What do you reckon makes life blessed? You know, the Bible has a unique answer to this question. It's an answer that you won't find anywhere else, and that's what we're going to dig into today. We're starting a new series today. We're looking at the Psalms. The Psalms are like uh, the Bible's songbook. These are collected hits from ancient Israel. Even though they were written thousands of years ago, these songs, they were written by God's people about life in God's world. And so even for us today, they are still very, very enriching. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to dive into the first two Psalms. And these two psalms help us wrestle with the Bible's idea of what makes life blessed. Shall we start then? Let's get into it. 
Uh, Psalm 1 doesn't actually keep us in tension for very long at all. What's the blessed life? Here's the first thing we see in Psalm 1. The blessed person is the one who drinks deeply from the word of God. You see this in verse 1 and 2. Uh, verse 1 on the screen there. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Uh, the blessed person delights in the law of the Lord. Uh, sometimes we as Christians can have a negative view of the law. You know, it, it's, it's from the Old Testament and it's full of rules. And, but now we have the gospel, which is far better. And so when we hear the word law, sometimes we can think that's the bad thing. But that's not what Psalm 1 is saying. Here, law is good because it's God speaking. It's, it's God giving instruction, God telling his people how to live in his world. This is God talking to humanity. It's, it's a good thing. And so Psalm 1 says, the blessed person delights in God's law. They love it. They, they, they treasure it. They cherish what God says. They want to hear God speaking to them. They delight in God's law. And their, their affection for God's law leads to action. They delight in God's law and so they do something about it. They meditate on it. Um, when I was first growing up, we didn't really have any pets. Uh, we had a couple of goldfish and they died very quickly. Um, but my brother, I had a brother and a sister and, and the three of us, we all wanted a dog. And so we'd bug mum and dad and finally it happened. I was a teenager by the time this happened, but we got a dog. Uh, here she is, a black Labrador named Rosie. Isn't she the sweetest thing in the world? Um, we loved her. For the three of us kids, she was our delight and we showed our affection for her. We'd be thinking about her going to bed. Uh, we'd wake up early and for teenagers, waking up early was not something that happened very regularly, but we'd wake up early and we'd go out and we'd play with her and We'd take her over to our neighbours to, to show her off to the neighbours and we'd jostle each, with each other to get her attention. We even would clean up her poo. It happened for a month or two. <laughs> we adored her though and it showed in what we did. And that's kind of what's going on in Psalm 1 here. The blessed person, they, they delight in God's law and their delight leads them to do something. They meditate on what God says. And verse 3 says, this person really is blessed. Look at verse 3 with me. That's on the screen there. Uh, that person, the blessed person, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Uh, let me show you a photo. Here we go. Can anyone see what we're looking at here? What, what are we looking at? Red Sea, Suez Canal, this, this here is Egypt. And, and running through the middle of Egypt, you can see a green thing. Uh, you know what the green thing is? The Nile River. The Nile River. Yeah, you're right, it is. Um, which is kind of funny because you think a river would be blue. Yeah, water's blue. Why, why are we seeing green? The water's not green here. 
But what we're seeing, this is a picture taken from outer space, and what we're seeing is trees. Trees that have been planted by a big stream of water. Plants that are fruitful, crops that are growing and abundant, they don't die off because they're all drinking deeply from the Nile River. That is the image of the blessed person. They drink deeply from God's law. They're saturated in God's word and that brings them life, fruitful life, a blessed life. So let's talk about drinking deeply from God's word then. I want to start by saying, this is what we want for our church. We want to be a church that drinks deeply from God's word, which is why every Sunday here we'll we'll open the Bible and and spend time in, in the Bible. That's why our community groups do Bible study together every week when they meet. It's why our kids' programs and our youth programs have heaps and heaps of Bible content in them because we want to be a church that drinks deeply from the Word of God. That's the way to the blessed life. But of course, we don't want this just for our church. We want this for us as individuals as well, right? So let's talk about delighting in God's Word. Uh, In the psalm, it, it, it talks about delighting in God's law, which is good. But today, don't we have even even more reason to delight in what God says? Because we have everything that the psalm writer had. Right? We've got the law, but we've got more than that too. We've got the entire word from God, friends. We've got the gospel, the gospel which brings life and immortality to light for us. Friends, we've got the gospel which brings salvation to anyone who believes. As we open up the Bible, we can see Jesus clearly. Jesus, the one who brings the very words of eternal life. Here is something to delight in, friends. Doesn't this remind you of God's goodness to you? He's not distant from you. He's not closed off. He speaks. He he speaks to you. You can know your God. You don't have to... Wait around for him to speak to you, hoping that one day you'll hear the voice. You just open up your Bible and then your God is speaking directly to you exactly what he wants you to hear. God's word is something to delight ourselves in. God's word is something to meditate on. Um, We live in an age of endless scrolling. Do you know what I mean by this? Um, you pick up your phone or you go on your computer and you jump into Facebook or you get your Instagram app opened and you can keep scrolling down there, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through the page and you'll never get to the bottom of the page, will you? You There's more content that keeps loading up. Which means that, you know, as we're scrolling through, something has to capture our eye to stop scrolling. Maybe we see someone we want to read about and we see a photo we want to look at. We look at it quickly And then we keep scrolling and finding the next thing that captures our attention. But there's never a reason really to stop and reflect on anything. You just keep finding the new thing, finding the new thing. So something like meditation, that's a really rare thing for us today. Stopping and pondering, it's not what we do. Uh, Now, 
when the Bible talks about meditation here, it's not this new age idea of meditation and mindfulness and finding inner peace. It's not the idea of emptying everything out of your mind. It's actually the idea of filling up your mind, but filling it up with just one thing. It's about hearing from God's word and then letting everything else drop out of your mind, all the worries about the day, all the concerns you have. Let them drop out and, and, and focusing on what God has said, uh, thinking deeply about it, pondering over it, considering what, what does this mean for me and for my life? This, friends, it's really not a common thing to do today, is it? It's not at all. And to do this, it takes time out of your day. And actually to do this, it takes practice to get good at it. But it's well worth it, isn't it? I wonder, will you give this a go this week? To meditate on the word of God? There's something more to the blessed life in Psalm 1. This is our second point for today. Here it is. The blessed person is the one who drinks deeply from God's word and so they walk in God's ways. One thing that you can't miss in this psalm, in this song, is the comparison that's being made. There's a comparison between how people live. Uh, The comparison is between the blessed person and the wicked person. Which kind of sounds shocking to our modern ears today because we hear the idea of a wicked person and we think, well, if anyone gets called wicked, they must be like the worst of the worst. They must be terrible. If there was even something half decent about them, we would use a much softer word than wicked. But when you look at the psalm, the wicked person isn't actually a friendless person and it's not that society has shunned this kind of person either. But the wicked person is is the opposite of the blessed person. So whereas the blessed person, they delight in the law of God, here the wicked person just doesn't. And because they don't delight in God's law, because they don't have God's law, they they turn from God with their whole life. That's what verse 1 is getting at. Their their thinking is is out of step with God. Their, their, Their direction in life is not God's way. And with their loyalties, they don't really keep company with God. So it's not saying that the wicked person is the most evil thing you could imagine. The wicked person here is not, you know, the the crazy terrorists or or, or the the horrible serial killer. It's, It's simply someone who's out of step with God. They don't hear God's word. They don't live God's ways. And to use the word wicked here, well... That might not be the way we use the word today, and it might jar when we hear it, but then again, perhaps it's meant to. There's a comparison going on here. On the one hand, you've got those who won't listen to God, and so don't live, their lives reflect that they don't listen to God. And then on the other hand, you've got those who delight in God's words, and that has an impact on their life. So again, check out verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. He's, God's word shapes their whole lifestyle. It shapes the way they think and what they're in step with. It shapes their actions and the way they live. It, it shapes the way that they seek belonging. 
Because what you hear from, what you dive deeply into, that actually affects the way that you live. I'll say that again. What you, what you hear from, what you dive deeply into, that's going to affect the way that you live. So let's take a moment to consider. What are we hearing from in our life? What's the dominant voice that we get into our lives? How much time do we spend hearing from TV shows, or social media, news services, podcasts? And how much time do we spend hearing from the Word of God? And look, the answer here is not to just escape the world and go and hide in a little Christian ghetto where we only listen to Christian music and only uh, watch Christian TV shows and where we only hang out with Christian friends because that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to be on mission in his world. But the psalm is posing the question, what is the dominant voice in your life? Is that voice the voice of your God? So I was thinking, what would it look like if I, if I was trying to put this into practice in my life? How could I let the voice of God be dominant? And look, here's a few thoughts I've come up with. This is not comprehensive by any means. I'm sure you could come up with better ideas that, that, might, that would work for you. But, but let, let me just give you a couple of ideas and, and maybe, one, maybe it will give some thoughts for you. Uh, many of us actually start our day by, by waking up in bed and reaching for the phone. We just... On, jump on the phone, right? We might not like that we do this, but we do do this. Uh, so maybe I was thinking that maybe you could make sure the first thing that you open up when you grab your phone in the morning is, is your Bible app. Maybe you could set aside those first 15 minutes to check out something in the Bible. Maybe it's read through a chapter a day. Maybe it's to read the verse of the day and try and find out what's it saying in the context that it's in. But... but Whatever it is, wouldn't it be great if the first voice we heard in our day was the voice of God? Uh, many of us commute to work, right? We, we, when we go to work, we, we jump in the car, uh, and maybe we could use that as a time to reflect on the Word of God. Turning off the car radio and praying over something that you read earlier in the day or, or the day before. Or maybe we, we catch the bus, so maybe you jump on the bus and you just open up a journal and write down a couple of reflections on what you've been reading uh, earlier that day or the day before again. But again, before you start work, wouldn't it be great to let God's voice be the voice that you hear in life? Many of us have chores to do around the house. Maybe you could let God speak to you then. Um, put a podcast in your ear that helps you think through issues of today with, through the word of God. Or maybe you could download a sermon and, and listen to that uh, as a way of jumping deep, jumping deeper into what you've been reading in your own time. I mean, there's just a couple of ideas. I'm sure you guys come up with better ideas that work for you, but, but that's the point, isn't it? We want to let God's voice be the dominant voice we hear in our lives. How could we do that? What, 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 what could we be doing in life to make sure God's voice is the voice I hear? Because I know that what I dive deeply into, that's going to affect the way that I live. There's a third thing I want to say from this psalm, and this is it. The one who drinks deeply 
from God's word really is blessed. Because it could be easy to hear all this and think, well, it's just not true. It doesn't fit with my experience of the world. Because when we look out in the world, we see this all the time. We see people living without God's word, and it seems that they're extremely blessed. I think people are extremely blessed with money, like the guy who owns Amazon, one of the richest men in the world. And it seems like he has nothing to do with God at all. Or, or we see people with lots of influence in the world, people like, like Richard Dawkins, huge amounts of influence. In fact, they're not just they don't want anything to do with God, they're anti-God. Or take any number of celebrities who, who, who don't have anything to do with God, but are extremely blessed in their popularity. They're hugely popular. People live blessed lives without God's word. And on top of that, people who seem to be living for God they don't always get blessed at all. Like that family in Sydney. Last year, they sent three of their kids, a Christian family, sent three kids down the road with one of their cousins. They were going to the shops to buy some ice cream in the middle of holidays. And out of nowhere, the drunk driver comes and three, three kids and their cousin are dead. They don't seem like they're blessed at all. Or, or my friend Nathan a man who's devoted to God in, in, in his life. He's a refugee in our country. Um, uh, his wife, his daughter and his son, he hasn't seen them for years and years and years because as he's fled, they've ended up in a refugee camp overseas and he's here in Australia. And he's trying to do everything to earn his visa so that he can be a permanent resident here and bring his family across but that is not a quick process. And so for years and years and years, he has been without his wife, his daughter, and his son. How is that blessed? So we look at this psalm, and I might be saying that the blessed life is found in God and in his word, but we look around us and we see people get along fine without God at all. And we see those who do devote themselves to God, and so often they don't seem like they've got blessed lives at all. How do we make sense of this? Um, there's a couple of things I think we ought to remember as we read this psalm. The first is that the Bible as a whole, and even, even the psalms, they're quite aware that this happens. I mean, you could go home and read for yourself Psalm 73. It, it, it's, it's a song that's all about this question. The Bible is very aware that people can seem to get ahead without God at all. Another thing to remember is, is this. The psalm here, it isn't trying to say to us that the blessed life is always easy and without pain. Not at all. But it wants to remind us, in God's world, the best way to live is God's way. And that just makes sense, doesn't it? If we are in God's world... Doesn't it make sense that God's way is the best way to live? The psalm wants us to hear that. Here's the the third thing to remember this morning, and that's this. There are more ways to be blessed than simply by having lots of money or influence or popularity or an easy life. The psalm even talks about some of these kinds of blessings. Let me put up verse 5 on the screen. Verse 5 starts, The wicked won't stand in the judgment, but those who put their trust in God 
when judgment comes, they'll stand. They'll be safe. Safe through the work of Jesus. What a blessing. Next part of verse 5. Sinners won't stand in the assembly of the righteous, but those who put their trust in God will. Because they belong to God. They belong with God and with God's people. A blessed life. Verse 6 really caught my attention this week. Start of verse 6 says, The Lord watches over the way of the righteous. It's saying something that is truly great here. For those who put their trust in God, God's eyes are never off you. He watches over you, cares for you, protects you. Not meaning that you'll never face trouble, but even in those moments when you do, God's eyes are not off you. God is walking along with you. I read this in a book last week. It says, the writer says, there's unspeakable comfort in knowing that God is constantly taking knowledge of me in love and watching over me for my good. That's true, isn't it? Unspeakable comfort. Because you know God is watching over your life. He is never far from you, walking with you every way. These things are part of the blessed life that God wants us to have. So the blessed life, it's not what Instagram says it is. It's not something we need to go off on a journey to discover. Where's the blessed life? Where's the fountain of youth? No, 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 no. It's simple. The blessed life is hearing from God. Is letting God's word sink deep into your hearts, deep into your heads. The blessed life is is the one where God's voice is the dominant voice. The blessed life is the one that lives by God's ways, shaped by his word. That, friends, is truly blessed. I wonder if you want a bit of that. I wonder if you want to partake in that blessed life. Let me pray as we end. Our Lord, our loving Father God, you've told us today about the blessed life. So many of us are are racing after that. So many of our friends, our neighbours, our colleagues, so many of us want the blessed life. And here we find the way to the blessed life. We say thank you. Thank you that it's in that simple truth of hearing from you and of letting your word shape our lives. God, help us delight in your word. Help us to meditate on your word and help us to live in your ways that we might be truly blessed. We ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.